Hey everybody and welcome back to the Living with Power Hope podcast. We are continuing our Dear Lena series. It's so great to have you back. If it's your first time here, welcome. And if you're back again, thank you for subscribing. Thank you for being here and thank you for supporting us in so many ways. I run a ministry called Living with Power Ministries and our podcast is the Hope Podcast. My name is Lena, if we haven't met before. It's so good to meet you. I'm a doctor by training and uh, called by God to teach the Bible and have had a privilege for the past 20 years to do it in a number of ways, including uh, through writing books about God. My latest is called Fractured Faith, Finding Your Way Back to God in an Age of Deconstruction, as well as a number of other books. And uh, uh, I do a lot of different things online uh, in terms of teaching the Bible. You can find out all of that at our website, livingwithpower.org. Hey, we've got all sorts of things on this podcast. Our goal is to provide biblical truth for everyday life. Right now we're in a series, actually it's a recurrent series, we just call it Dear Lena, where you send me questions about faith, life, and culture, and anything in between, and I try to answer them. And so some are more controversial, political, others are just bread and butter Christianity, which is what we're going to do today. So I like the just regular uh, podcasts. Uh, the question that we have today is simple. I hope it will encourage you. And uh, I try to keep these things short with three bullet points for responses as to how I formulate my thoughts biblically on issues that we run across. So here's today's Dear Lena, if you're ready. And oh, and by the way, if you want to send me a question, you can do it at Dear Lena, L-I-N-A is how you spell my name, Dear Lena at livingwithpower.org. Okay, here we go. Today's question is this, Dear Lena, how can I determine if a closed door is Satan's means to drive me to discouragement or God's call for me to persevere in the faith? Uh, we all talk about open doors and closed doors. You know, those sayings back in the 80s, if God closes one door, he opens another, or if he closes the door, look for a window. I don't know, all sorts of, you know, inspirational hallmark type things. I can't remember them all. All I know is that in my life, as I've prayed, sometimes things that I've really wanted that I felt were from God seem to not fly. We call that a closed door. And other times, um, man, I've been praying about different things and God will open one obvious door. I think about my road through medical school and residency and fellowship and then where I lived. And God seems to always point towards one door. He's made it easy for me. And it's just like, here's where you're going to go. And so a lot of times if people make religious you know, conclusions out of these open and closed doors. We make too much of them or we make too little of them. I think we need to take them with a grain of salt. And so the, the challenge for many of you and myself that we've faced these situations where a closed door comes and when those doors come, it's the temptation is to want to quit and think, man, if this door is closed, then God doesn't want me to do this. And uh, how do you handle that? When is it from God and when is it uh, a call to persevere and when is it a call to quit? And I, I want to talk about that today. So I want to give you three bullet points as to how to view the closed doors in your life so that you don't end up discouraged and driven to despair and quitting before the right time. So uh, in, in preparation for my answers, let me, let me just kind of give you a couple of biblical uh, admonitions and thoughts. My, my main text that I think about, by the way, um, one of my favorite texts about closed doors is in Acts 16, where Paul is on his second missionary journey and he uh, is doing God's will. He's following God's plan. He's uh, preaching the gospel, for goodness sakes. And so he gets to uh, Acts 16, verse 6, and it says, and this is coming off of a time of persecution, and it says, and they went through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. And when they had come up to Mycenae, they attempted to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. Now, that's a closed door. And so they could have been like, well, the door's closed. I'm going to quit this mission trip and go back home. But they didn't. Instead, the very next verse, so passing by Mycenae, they went down to Troas. So it was a redirection. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing there urging him and saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. 
we know from there that he would end up going to Macedonia and the church in Philippi was started by Lydia, an incredible, uh, incredible story of conversion and revival. Um, so many other um, passages of scripture. Uh, I like these, uh, this verse in Revelations 3, uh, where Jesus speaks to the church in Philadelphia. I know your works. Behold, I've set before you an open door, which no one is able to shut. So this is language of closed doors and open doors. And so a lot of us want to think about those open doors as oh, a sign from God to go through there. And then, um, and then I like this in Acts chapter 5. Uh, this is where uh, um, the apostles were arrested. And uh, it says, uh, let me see, we're backtrack here to Gamaliel. Gamaliel was a teacher of the Pharisees. And basically, they're trying to decide what to do with the with those apostles, uh, Peter, James, and John, and the others, and says, in the present case, I tell you, keep away from these men and let them alone, for if this plan or this undertaking is of man, it will fail. But if it is of God, you will not be able to overthrow them. You might even be found opposing God. And again, sort of this idea that God opens doors, it means it's his will, you're gonna go through it no matter who stands against you. So that's why so many of us get discouraged when we face the closed doors, because our conclusion is, well, if there's a closed door, then it must be a sign that I'm in the wrong place. In fact, very recently, uh, maybe a few weeks ago, I remember talking about, you know, just sort of, you know, seeing a stalling in the ministry. Maybe it was the Hope Ranch. You know, this is the retreat house that we launched just a couple of months ago. Of course, we launched it at a time of COVID and it's doing amazing, but we just hit a lull and I expected it to fill up every day and it wasn't. And somebody said to me, well, maybe uh, that's a closed door and God wants you to quit it. Maybe that's a sign from God. And maybe that's where you are today and you're living your life and you're facing a closed door. Maybe it's in your marriage. Uh, maybe it's in uh, with your kids, you know, maybe grown kids who are living in a way that isn't uh, how you want them to live. And, and you put signs and the signs lead to closed doors. So how do we interpret those things? When do we plow through persevering? And when do we assume it's from Satan? And when do we think it's God saying stop? So here, here's some thoughts. Number one, closed doors are used by Satan to make you quit your calling while they are used by God to redirect your calling. That was classic in Acts 16. Satan wants to discourage us. We hit a closed door. He's like, ah, you're not called for this out. You know, you're not getting the speaking invites. You're not getting the followers on your platforms. You're not getting the book deals. This is hard. If you're an author trying to get your book deal, it's so challenging. Whatever field you're in, maybe you're applying to medical school and it's hard for you to see that. And so, so maybe your calling is indeed to be a doctor. Um, but, but Satan, when you hit those closed doors, uh, the best thing for his, from his perspective is that you quit. You say, God doesn't want me to teach the Bible. God doesn't want me to go to med school. God doesn't want me to marry this person. Whereas God uses those closed doors to redirect your calling. So going back, leaning on the example of Paul, the issue wasn't that he wasn't supposed to preach the gospel. It was that he wasn't supposed to go to the cities that he had planned on going to at the time. He was supposed to go to Macedonia. And so how was he going to know that? Well, God pressed him to redirect his calling by closing a certain door uh, on one side and opening the other. And so I found that to be true in, in, in my decisions. Sometimes I'll even ask God, God, let the door that you don't want me to go through just close. And so while Satan would use those doors to, to, quit, to make you quit your calling, God uses them to redirect your calling. The New Testament is full of examples of closed doors in the face of obedience. People who set out obeying God and they hit the closed door. That doesn't mean that they're in the wrong. That just means that God has a point here that needs to be. Maybe that's the place where we lean in and say, okay, God, what is it that you're trying to say here? What is the meaning of this closed doors? So don't make a closed doors a religion, but use them as a means to try to interpret God's plan for your life. Our church history is full of examples of closed doors in times of desperate need. I'm reading through biographies right now of great Christians and Man, if these Christians were going to go by closed doors, none of them would have stayed in the mission field. 
I even think about like more modern Jim Elliott, you know, who was skilled in the Amazon jungle and his wife, Elizabeth could have been like, forget that I'm leaving the mission field. Instead, she stayed. She didn't see that as a closed door, but as God redirecting the calling. So she ends up becoming the big missionary that writes books and leads, you know, so many people. In fact, she was instrumental along with others in that area after the death of the five missionaries to bring about even you could say a revival in that area. So our present day story is built on closed doors that have led us this far. Think about it. I started this podcast because of a closed door. I was in a church ministry and ended up leaving the church and wasn't sure how to continue to teach God's word. So I started a podcast. This was back in 2013. And we've done all sorts of things here. I think about the work we're doing in Lebanon. Same thing. I was in the church. I was leading the women's ministry. God shut that door. What was I going to do? Well, I contemplated leaving the ministry. And instead, I prayed. And the Lord gave a chance for me to go visit Lebanon. And it didn't happen right away. It took a couple of years. In fact, my first step going back to Lebanon was my intent was to get my books published in Arabic and to go teach the Bible in Lebanon. I figured if I didn't have a space in the U.S., I'll go teach in Lebanon. Well, that door shut by God's grace. I'm not good at teaching in Arabic, but I ended up um, working with refugees. And one thing led to the other. And today, many of you support our missionary with a work with, with the global work that we do with the medical missions, with the refugees, and now with the Lebanese, uh, uh, just a thriving work in my home country of Lebanon. So closed doors, you by Satan to make you quit your calling, whereas they're used by God to redirect your calling. All right, that's the first point. So if you are hitting a closed door right now, ask God, what are you trying to redirect me to? All right, here's a second point. Closed doors are used by Satan to make you question God's goodness, but used by God to help you lean into his goodness. I think this is critical because our Christian life hinges on our resting in the goodness of God. Our trust hinges on the goodness of God. We're here because of God's goodness. But I'm telling you, you know a closed door is used by Satan when you look at the closed door and you come to the conclusion that God doesn't like you, that God is against you, that God doesn't want you to flourish in an area that you're wanting and desiring. That is a lie. God loves you. God is good to you. This is a fact. It's a fact. It's truth. So if he is shutting the door, what a, a person who trusts in Jesus, the response ought to be, Okay, I don't get what I'm supposed to do, so now let's lean into God's goodness, not doubt God's goodness. Satan takes joy in us doubting the goodness of God, whereas God takes joy in us resting in his goodness. Closed doors are an invitation for us to depend on God's heart. They're an opportunity for us to look for God's hand in a situation, and they're a reminder that the opposition is real. There's The fact is, if you're doing the work of God, whatever context it is, whether it's vocational or non, you know, vocational, meaning whether you are a lay person, maybe you're an engineer or a teacher or whatever it is that you do in life, a janitor, a dentist, or maybe you are in vocational ministry, meaning you are a pastor or a, 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 a writer about God or, or a radio personality, whatever it is, uh, remember that there is an opposition. Satan doesn't want the word of God and the son of God to be glorified. And so when we hit those closed doors, maybe Satan has shut the door. It doesn't matter where it's coming from. The big difference is, is it going to let you lean on the goodness of God or question the goodness of God? And a person of faith, a Jesus-worshipping person who has given their life to the Lord, remembers what Christ has done for us on the cross and leans into the goodness of God so that you might not have the answer. Like right now, we're facing some closed doors. COVID, people blame COVID. They say that's why this is happening. I don't know what the cause is. I know that for a season, a couple of years ago, I was sort of questioning the goodness of God and wrestling with like, God, why aren't you for me? Why is this happening? And now I'm maturing in that. And now I'm saying, okay, God, I know this door is closed. There must be something else you want me to do. You are good. I know your goodness. I know your faithfulness. I'm going to rest in you. And those are more than just words that I say. 
their core beliefs of my heart. And they have come through a season of testing, of trial, and of persevering. So how are you responding to the closed doors in your life? Are you seeing them as an opportunity to lean on the goodness of God? And are you looking for potential redirection of your calling? And then here's a third idea. So how do you determine, is this door meant to drive you to discouragement? Satan wants you to quit, or is it a perseverance of the faith? Well, it's, it can be both and, so you have to sort of use your wisdom. And here's the third point. Closed doors are used by Satan to destroy your faith in God, and God uses closed doors to build your faith in him. So sort of going back to the goodness of God, but taking it a step further. Closed doors used by Satan to destroy your faith, whereas God uses closed doors to build your faith. Uh, you know, we have these daily uh, online devotionals. It's called the Power Minute. If you follow us on Instagram or YouTube, then you, you've seen the, the video versions there. They're, I, I just write these devotionals. And today's devotional, not the day you're listening, but the day that I'm recording, the devotional was from 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I love, 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 love that chapter. I remember when I first got called to teach the Bible, God gave me that chapter, and I hadn't thought about it in a while. But it starts with this, Therefore, having this ministry by the mercy of God, we do not lose heart. And then he goes on and says, um, we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. He goes on then to say, so we do not lose heart, though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison as we look not to the things that are seen, but to things that are unseen. Closed doors may be the visual sign of a blockage in your path, but what is unseen is the spiritual battle that God will use to strengthen your faith in him. The more you persevere, again, going so much scripture is on this very concept of persevering. I think James writes so well, be patient, therefore, until the coming of the Lord. He compares patience to the farmer. He says, consider those blessed who remain steadfast. You have heard of the steadfastness of Job. You have seen the purpose of the Lord, how the Lord is compassionate and merciful. All these verses are meant to encourage us to build our faith, to remain unshaken in the purposes God has for us. We are undeterred by closed doors. Closed doors are a chance for us to lean into the goodness of God, to grow in our faith in God. You want one more encouraging passage? Romans 8, my goodness. Romans 8, 28 and on. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us, for I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers, nor height nor depth, nor anything in all, else in all creation will be able to separate me from the love of God and Christ Jesus our Lord. No closed door, skies, not a single closed door will separate you from the love that God has for you in Christ. Uh, that ought to encourage us today. So whatever it is that you're facing, and if it is a closed door, stop, take time out, ask God to redirect your path, your calling, to help you to lean into his goodness and to strengthen your faith. That is a work that God can do and wants to do in you. Would you be a person that perseveres and waits for God to show you what door to go through? And, and sometimes those closed doors are only closed for a season 
and then they'll open again and maybe the time now is to rest and to abide and other times those doors are shut forever and maybe in hindsight you'll look back i've seen some in my personal life some doors that closed in terms of marriage that have been the biggest gift that god could have given me in terms of my future life and calling so let's trust god this is all the christian walk is a trust walk it's a faith walk and so let's do that today let's put our hope in him i hope you found this encouraging uh listen god wants his son glorified and his kingdom to come here on earth as it is in heaven. So if you're doing the kingdom work of God, wherever you find yourself living out through calling, may God bless you and pour his favor on you and show you the road that you're supposed to be on. I'm going to pray for you. In fact, why don't I close today in prayer? And, and as I do that, remember that you can send me questions at dearlina at livingwithpower.org. Check in every Thursday night at 7 p.m. to our Facebook community. You can find it at livingwithpower.org community. When you join our Facebook community, you can show up live. I'm teaching through Nehemiah, uh, and then I'm going to be doing through Hebrews, and I don't know when this is going to air, but you'll see one of them, and then you can follow us on social media. Man, we love you, and so God, um, as I think about this love that you've given us for the people who follow this ministry, may you bless them. Father, may you make your face shine upon them. May you light up your countenance on them and give us peace. Father, we ask for direction. We ask that the doors that are being shut by Satan that are meant to be for us to go through, Father, really, you tell us in Revelation that no one can shut those doors. So open the wide the doors you want us to go through. And Father, when a door is shut, help us not reach the wrong conclusions about you, but help us rest in hope that you are indeed at work and that you will accomplish your will in our lives no matter what. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.